honestly believe that I was born to fight. I really believe it in my whole heart. You know, some people think that's silly, but I think a lot of great athletes, people are really good at what they do. It's more than just what they can do in the gym. It's something that starts way before they're known in the arenas. It's something that is like an internal belief. I honestly have convinced myself that I'm not designed to lose. I do feel like a lot of people who didn't like me before are at a place now where they're willing to give me a chance. And that's all we could ask for as men, is for people to see that we're growing and that we're trying to get better and be better. You know, everyone changes. I'm grateful for my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance. I'm grateful for these, for these chances. The way I look at anxiety is just, it just means that you care about the outcome and how you perform, how you perceived and everything. I feel like when you when you get to a place when you don't feel anything, it's probably when it's time to hang it up. At this point, I still get really nervous, man. I have, I have nightmares about my opponents. People will cross my mind. Way that people perceived you and accepted you, and the people that didn't like you previously, the way that they they fucking took you back into the sport was wild. I'm super grateful. I'm not sure how it happened, but I'm super grateful for it. the uh, overdogs podcast episode four i believe five it's five Count five it. is it five we're now on episode yeah. five all right got uh it's the drinking betting fighting dumb shit show i'm your host bags we got my man sam alvey we got my boy mac malley we got my man john jones man. what up what up and 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 i did say I don't want to hear your problems, John, when you just won the fucking SB Fighter of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. And you're about to fight for the fucking title again. I'm just pl- I'm just playing with you, John, but like what a year for it's you. It's a good thing. What a year for you, bro. Yeah, it's been a great year. It's been a great year, Josh. Um after 3 years off, uh, I feel like so much so much positive has happened, you know, just like just some of the friendships and associations and business partners and you know, respect with the fan base and just just all of it. All of it seems at a higher level than it was when I left. And I'm just super grateful. I'm not even sure how it happened, but um, I'm super grateful for it. So I, I agree with this, right? Like, so when you left, it's been a minute, right? You left on the fucking yeah, three top, years. obviously. Three you years. left on the top, three years off. Three years is a long time. In in whatever field we're talking about, in MMA, that's a long, long time, right? So you take that's three a years death off. sentence. Three years. Yeah, it's three years. So you take three years off, and then when you came back, dude, the the way that people perceived you and accepted you, and the people that didn't like you previously, the way that they they fucking took you back into the sport was wild. How did yeah. that feel? Yeah. It felt amazing. Um, the first time I realized it was uh, my first press conference against uh, Cyril Gain. I went back. Uh, Dana, Dana Lorenzo, not Dana Lorenzo, Dana Hunter called me back to uh, their green room. And they were just like, that was fucking wild, wasn't it? And I was just like, bro, what was that? And, um, and uh, he was just telling me, he said, John, you know, since you left, the company has grown about 400%. You know, it's just a it's a different organization that you're part of now. And there's a lot of new fans who weren't aware of you before, who's heard a lot about you and just really happy to, to have you back and see what all the hype is about. And so um, 
very surreal. And I'm just grateful. It just it just feels like timing, you know, being in the right place, right company at the right time. So, so I don't I know do how much credit with, I can take for it. Yeah, I do agree with that to an extent, right? Because like, um, you know, you had uh, you had the UFC explode. You had the UFC explode over COVID, right? And 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 honestly, it brought in a lot of new fans that weren't there prior to COVID, which that was your game, right? You were at the top of the game. But with that said, even the fucking fans that were like anti John Jones, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you came back, I swear to God, when you came back, it's like everybody was a John Jones fan. Oh, the and second, was, the yeah. second you choked him out, bro. The second you took him down and choked him out, and Cyril didn't even look like, bro. I swear to God, he looked like, damn, you could choke people from there, like fuck. Nah. like bro, <laughs> I love seeing that. Sorry, Josh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt here. But uh, you're spot on with this. Like, there were so many people that had kind of forgotten or wanted to downplay because we've seen so many fighters take time off and come back, not look so great. I mean, even GSP, man. GSP was not looking fantastic in that Bisping fight until he caught, like, that Superman jab or whatever. You know, we see it all the time. And I had kind of lost a little bit of interest in MMA. Just I work in the field doing social media. I don't know. It just – it's all I, I – I see. And then a lot of the fighters I grew up watching have kind of tailored off. You know, they, Yoana retired, Wonder Boys at the end of his career, you know, Connor never fights, like all the, Bronda's gone, all this stuff. But dude, when you got you, an interesting group of people you just named, I have a weird one, man. Holly Home. Holly Home. I have a, nice. I have a style. Carlos Condit. I'm from New Mexico, man. We've chatted before about this. Hey, you my guy, Burqueño. Burqueño, bro. Red or green? Yes, sir. Green. Let's go. Christmas. Right. Christmas is that the lead. But yeah, when you came back and you smoked him, bro, it reinvigorated. I was like, look, we have somebody back who was in all time. I mean, I'll, I always bring up my tweets before the, these types of podcasts. And it's not like to shout myself out. It's just like I make a point on social media and a lot of people gains a lot of traction. One of the things I said was like, dude, you guys must either forgot who John Jones was or you don't believe he was ever as good as he was. If you think he's going to come back and lose to a guy that got out wrestled by Francis and Gano. Right, and then you came right, back yeah. and smoked him, made it look like he had no idea what he was doing. And Jones is back. The goats back yeah. new belt. And you won back all yeah. these people that doubted you, man. I thought it was fantastic. It reinvigorated my love for the sport. I mean that. Yeah. To, to get back to what Josh was saying, yeah, I, I do feel like uh, a lot of people who, didn't like me before uh, are at a place now where they're willing to give me a chance. And, and that's all we could ask for as men is, uh, is for people to see that we're growing and that we're trying to get better and be better. And, um, you know, we got to let bygones be bygones. We got to grow. And, and, uh, you know, everyone changes and I'm grateful for my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance in some case, <laughs> um, I'm grateful for these, for these chances. Um, and then, uh, as far as the, the MMA, sports community like as far as you know people thinking that Cyril Cyril was going to win the fight um at the end of the day you can't expect people to view the game the way we view it like us us hardcore MMA enthusiasts right like um people get so excited for the new guy you know oh he's flashy and his kickboxing looks so good another thing is a lot of people confuse MMA with with kickboxing and boxing mm -hmm. you know they get so impressed with the guy with that one shot knockout power um and they kind of look past some of the khabib and mega madoffs you know some of the the matt hughes the gsps of the sport the guys who are just truly well-rounded um i never lose sight 
I never get too impressed with people who are are impressive. I like to see longevity. I like to see uh, them go through controversy. I like to see them go through hell in a category that they're not familiar with and survive that. That's when you gain my respect, for sure, being truly well-rounded in the game. So I, I tell you this. So the first time I met John was the uh, the week of the Gan fight, right? And I almost knocked your ass out. Yeah, you almost. Well, look, what you, I, I didn't go too out. hard just because it was fucking fight week. And ima- imagine That's if I was the guy nice, that yeah. hurt you on fight week, right? I would never live it down. Thanks for being nice. Hell yeah, you 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 were as young as junior train now. <laughs> yeah, you damn right. You damn right, John. <laughs> Yeah, but but John, yeah, John definitely would have hurt me for sure. There's no question about it. But I've never seen somebody calm, cool, fucking collected going into a fucking three-year layoff against the guy that they said was the fastest and the fucking best feet and this and this and this. And, like, John had zero worries about it. And that's when I was like, holy shit, this is the different mentality of the best versus the rest. And I want to hear a little For bit sure. about that. Yeah, Josh, I, I, uh, I honestly believe that I was born to fight. I really believe it in my whole heart. You know, and some people think that's silly. Um, but I think a lot of great athletes, people who are really good at what they do. Um, it's more than just what they can do in the gym. It's something that starts way before they're known in the arenas. It, it's something that is like an internal belief. And uh, I honestly have convinced myself that I'm not designed to lose. I believe that if I, if I study my opponent, I give these guys the utmost respect and attention they deserve. I don't think that, that I was designed to lose to any person. And when you have that level of self-belief, um, it's hard for you to, you know, you just feel like, you feel like you're being disrespectful to your path, to your destiny by allowing your human emotions to take over and showing fear and all that type of stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I have the worst anxiety. I get, I get very nervous, but, um, but I, I owe it to myself to not be afraid. And, um, I owe it to my beliefs to just fucking get out there and, and do something rare and special. It's, it's a, it's a gift. And, um, I really believe it's a gift. I have a lot of hard work, um, but I believe it's a gift. And, when you believe that you're gifted outside of just the hard work, then it's just like, bro, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to roll the dice. And so far, it's always worked out in my favor. And, and at this point in my life and career, I don't think it's coincidence anymore. I, it's something I really believe. I don't think I'm losing a fight. Yeah. Well, I, so yeah. that anxiety ahead, you're talking about, yeah, like, ahead, how do you think about what, when does that anxiety come in? Is it like backstage or is it during camp? Because honestly, someone as talented as you are, I wouldn't have anticipated you saying you get anxious. I mean, you've been. Oh yeah, I get terrified. Dude, is it? Yeah, I get absolutely terrified. It, it usually, it usually, it creeps in when the contract has been signed. Okay. And when I realize, okay, this is really happening, I, I think that's when the the anxiety kicks in. You know, it's just, and and the way I look at anxiety is just, it just means that you care, you care about the outcome and how you perform and how you perceived and everything. Um, I feel like when you when you get to a place when you don't feel anything, it's probably when it's time to hang it up and try something different. Um, at this point, I still get really nervous, man. I have I have nightmares about my opponents. Um, about every hour, Stipe Miocic crossed my mind. Stipe will cross my mind. He will cross my mind. I, I could be having a drink. I could be, you know, I could be, you name it. You know, he crosses my mind. I could be at my kid's volleyball game, and, and I'm thinking about Stipe. Um 
yeah, there's there's a lot of mental that goes into it that I don't think people realize. Uh, but the the goal is to just conquer that conquer that by the time you get to the arena and you're backstage you know you realize that this is where you were meant to be like this is what you're good at and uh and you owe it to all the people out there who aren't who are unsure like you owe it to them to to be as excellent as you can be when you finally you found what you're good at well so that sorry john sorry ice bags this this leads me into it like so when you have that anxiety and that fear i mean you've talked about this before i mean some legendary stories come out of that but uh what is it that makes you want to overcome the fear? Like, is it prove something to yourself? Is it your, your faith or is it, you feel like you owe it? You kind of, you kind of win in that. What, what takes you to that fear? I, I, I feel like it's an obligation. It's an obligation, you know, like, you know, mental health's a real thing, physical, physical handicap, you know, it's, it's all a real thing. And um, there's a lot of men out there who would love, who would love to own a company or, or to be, you know, s- super smart like Josh and be ahead of the NFT game? Or and I, I feel like when when your higher powers made you capable, you have an obligation to for, to do it for those who can't. And so one of my coaches, we have this really simple sla- uh, saying, John, because you can, because you can, you have to. And there's there's another quote where they they talk about you know talent and potential. Is the worst thing to waste. Like if you could do something awesome in this time on the planet, you kind of you kind of have to. You have to you know, when it gets scary and when you don't want to do it, and you know the world is feels stacked against you. You have to keep going, one foot in front of the next, uh, because someone's watching you out there, man. Whether it's a kid or an adult or whatever, you know. And I, I believe people draw inspiration from each other. And when you see someone out there being courageous, fighting back from adversity, whatever it may be. We all draw little ounces of, of strength from that. And, and so I just try to play my part while I'm here, providing strength to us American men. So it goes back to, like you said, you, you felt like you were born to fight. This is what this is what you have the talent to do. This is what you go out and do it. Got you. Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Destiny. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and John, honestly, like uh, Mac and I were talking a little bit just before, because we don't plan any of this show. Right. We don't write down questions. There's no, it's like, yo, let's let it flow. How it, how no, it you guys tried and then we never stuck to it. So we stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody refused to, and they wouldn't fucking do it. So it's just like, all right, let us go. Let it go. Right. That's the but best Mac way. Was like, Mac was like, you know, how far can we go with John? Like, you know, would he ever go into like mental health? Would he ever go into this? And I'm like, dude, I have no fucking idea. But the fact that yeah, you do, course. the fact that you do is super fucking impressive because thank dude, you. So much of the male population has to deal with all these like outside fucking expectations and this and this and this. And it's like, as a father, you know, and as a business guy, like I have to deal with this shit inside my own head. Right. But maybe we shouldn't have to, maybe we should be able to like talk about it as men. Bro. I tell you, um, it's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. The mental health aspect is a real thing. I just had a situation, honestly, about two days ago. Um, I was talking to my wife, and I was just telling my fiance. I was just telling her all the different things that were on my heart, whether it's expectation or standing up in front of the, the monster audience today and talking in front of that, that rally. Um, little things, little things. Tags on the car need to be done. My garage isn't as as tidy as it needs to be. Yeah. Little shit. I haven't trained my dog enough in the last few months. It's just all these little things start to add up on you. And they, they seem minuscule. Um, 
but they can they can really become overwhelming at, at a certain point. And I was telling my wife that I was embarrassed because um, I have a lot of good problems to have, but I have a lot of shit on my plate. And I, I just I just started pouring out to her all the little tiny things that was on my heart and unfinished projects and, and all these little things. And bro, she was able to within two, like within like two or three minutes, she was able to completely change my outlook on everything that was happening in my life. And um, I just felt completely healed after t- after talking with her, and I, I thanked her so much. And uh, she was like, "John, I understand you're the man of the house, um, but you can always you can always talk to me, and, and like there's no problems that are too small, or I'm never gonna look at you differently. I know the man that you are. But my, my main point is, um, even for the guys who are single, um, it's so important to let the shit off." off your chest and talk about shit. One thing I've learned is, is the more real that I am with, with men, the more I realize how similar we actually are. Like we all have a lot in common and we're all going through something, absolutely something. And so, um, yeah, mental health is for everybody, no matter what you've done, no matter how much you make, no matter who you are, or who you, you know, whatever, it, it comes for everybody. And um, it's important for us to be real, honest about it and vulnerable. Because that's where the healing comes for ourselves and others. Hundred percent, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and 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 I don't think you know how many like people like you're touching and reaching with that message. Seventy five percent of people nowadays, man. Seventy, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a massive amount of people, right? So the first time that John and I talked, we were talking about a, a business deal, right, for Camp I Pandas and wearing the clothing and all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, like I told Malky and all these guys, I'm like. I need to know that like John rocks with the shit and fucks with it. So I was like, we, we got to get on a call. Right. And so dude, I'm telling you, and, and I hope you don't mind John, but like we talked for, I don't know, 45 minutes. We talked about life and kids and business and all this shit. And I was like, yo, and, 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 and John was like, I got to, you know, I don't have any, how many kids you got now, John? I got a bunch. Bunch. And I was like, hey, and, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I went and got fucking snipped. I was like, my wife was on me for two fucking years, literally for two years. And I finally went and did it because because it was like maybe a consideration for John. Who knows? But I was like, yeah, I went and got fucking snipped. It. I was like, I played fucking golf right after. And I was like, that conversation Ooh. with us. And, and Malky was like, yo, what the, after he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, we were just having a fucking conversation. Was it not? Some real shit. Was it not? It's some real hey, shit. Uh, we men. One of my buddies was, we one of my buddies was telling me, hell yeah. One of my buddies was telling me that uh, he could smell his balls burning. Yes. <laughs> was it Derek and Lewis? And that's what fucked me. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was Maurice Green, actually. Okay. He, he won't mind. Yeah, um, Maurice got snipped and uh he was like, bro, being able to see the little smoke coming up and smell your balls <laughs> barbecuing, that fucking took it out of me. But oh, but I God. do I just remember that I, conversation because I, I was like, I was like, did I really just have a fucking conversation in my living room at eleven AM about getting snipped with John Jones? Like, what the fuck about, was this, right? About them balls being hot. Right. But, but <laughs> hey, it was a real fucking conversation, right? And I'd rather have yeah. real fucking conversations with real fucking people than than bullshit around everywhere else, right? And so I'm the same way. Here, here's one thing I love that you said uh, the other day. I, I read a, a quote, and it was right after I think Tom Aspinall had won, and everybody wanted <laughs> Tom Aspinall yeah. and fucking John Jones. They wanted it, right? And John says, "Guys, like I get it. 
I get that you want this fight, no big deal. But every motherfucker y'all tell me is the next one for whatever reason. If he's the fastest, he's the strongest, he's got the best wrestling, he's got this and this. He's like, every time y'all put him in front of me, I put him down and that fucking, that conversation ends, right? Yeah, I find a way. And, and is that not why you want to fight Stipe versus anybody else? Yeah, that, that's the main reason. I feel like, I feel like Stipe, um, Stipe has balls. He has courage. You know, he's, he's not the youngest fighter, but I mean, that's a man. Neither are you. That is a man. Yeah, I'm not the youngest either. Exactly. Yeah, in sports years, I'm I'm over the hill in sports years. That's for sure, and especially in combat sport. Um, but Stipe, he's he's an honorable dude, and um, I know that he's a man at the end of the day, and I I know that he wants this fight. When, when everyone else thinks that his back is against the wall, and this is a this is a David and Goliath situation for him, you know, I I disagree. I, I think Stipe. Is very capable athlete, and I think that I owe it to Stipe to give him that chance to fight the best fighter ever. Uh, you know, and I think Stipe owes it to me to give me that chance to fight the, the greatest heavyweight ever. I think we owe it to each other, and um, I, I feel like we both would feel like we have unfinished business if we walked away not competing against each other. Um, um, so yeah, I, I understand where Stipe is at, like just being looked past by a lot of people, and I respect him even more for uh, training his ass off. And I know that in his camp, he expects to win. And uh, and so I respect him. Yeah. As far as these younger fighters, um, I look at guys like uh, Aspinall and I look at guys like Sergey. Yeah, that's who I wanted and, to ask uh, about. Dude, they're amazing. Don't get me wrong. These guys are amazing. They're starter people in the, in the first round. Um, um, but as I get older, I have to look at it as a business and not just speak out of pride, but I have to speak out as a, you know, my legacy and, and the business. And if the hardcore fans know who these guys are, that's great. But at the end of the day, I need I need to fight people that the mainstream public is going to be excited about, um, because when you're in my position, there's always going to be this new challenge that's younger than you. And everyone wants to see if you can do it one more time. But it is what it no, is. No, it fires it up it the other fighters. Is. Get out there and earn a fight with Jones, man. Like, I was going to say, like, Ngano probably would have been dope. I, and I'd like to get your take you on this. You came right back after. for Ngannou, and Ngannou left. I told, I try to left. tell people all the he, fucking time. I'm like, John Jones wanted that fight. He literally asked for that I did. fight. The funny thing is, they don't think that. The narrative has switched. Completely. The narrative switched somehow, and everyone's saying that. I waited three years and I came back exactly when Francis was gone. That's actually not true. I've literally laid out when the timeline, back, bro. You can look up MMA junkie fucking yeah. keep going. Yep. Yes. When I got back, Francis was very much on the roster still. And, and I could have been in uh, his last fight, but instead he opted out and Cyril Gain took Francis' spot. I, I came back ready for Francis Nagano for sure. It's fucking hilarious. People I'm say, not going to lie, though. Knowing that I was fighting Cyril Gain instead of Francis was kind of nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to get that money, bro. Fucking get that title. But, like, bro, that's Francis exactly, is a scary joker. That's what I'm fucking saying, though. It's like people go, oh, dude, he ran from him. Like, he ran from him. Jones is still in the UFC. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Like, bro, what are you fucking yeah, talking about? Right. PFL, like, I like PFL. I saw your boy Maurice. Unfortunate. Um, I love Maurice. But, I mean, you know, I was, I was watching Friday. There's a PFL card on right now, actually, I think. But, like, mm. dude, you watch PFL. No, UFC is here, man. If you go it over is. to PFL or you go over to Bellator, you go over to one, I'm sorry. You're taking, in the public perception, you're taking a downgrade. And 
I agree. I'm I'm happy for all these guys and 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 being able to take care of their families. I'm absolutely really proud of the PFL and Bellator for being a competitor of the UFC. I mean that as a UFC employee. I love the UFC. They changed my life. But it's good to see options. Options are important for all of us to have, no matter what business you're in, what walk of life. Um, I'm really really proud of those guys. But if you want to consider yourself truly the best in the world at this sport, you can't do it if you're not in the UFC. No matter how how dominant you are in these other organizations. I've seen guys like, uh, no disrespect to him, I've seen guys like Michael Chandler, who was just such a standout, um, become more average in the UFC. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, the UFC is the pinnacle. I think fans like to be hipsters. They like to be hipsters, man. They like to be like, no, Bellator could actually, actually they're getting there. And I'm not ripping on them either, but like PFL too. Like, right. no, dude, if you did a champ versus champ, it would be 50-50. No, it would not. It yeah, would be like a no. clean flush, yeah. maybe one or two losses, maybe. And that's Sam, yeah, I know you had a question. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, going back a little bit, you were talking about uh, um, the, the having that uh, adrenaline kind of as you're getting the fight offer. Was there a fight that, that you had early on in your career? Because they kind of – UFC threw you at the Wolves immediately. Like, you were fighting the best in the division real quick. Was there a fight in the UFC that, that you remember – winning and then just realizing all right i am this good i am never going to be beat what well, was there a fight like yeah. that or a moment for you and, and who was it who was the opponent that you beat that just gave you that sense of i'm the greatest it's ever been there there are three career defining uh fights that i had the first one was the first one was against a guy named andre guzman i fought him at ufc 87 that was my ufc debut mm-hmm. And what that fight showed me, Andre, uh, he was trained under the Gracies in jiu-jitsu. He was a black belt in capoeira, which was, you know, rare in our country. Um, But he also was trained with, uh, I believe he trained with Roger or Jeff Mayweather for a while and all this stuff. He had all these credentials. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really intimidated by it because I was training at the time in my buddy's farm. And he had like a tin barn in the back of his farm. And I was training in a, literally on a farm yeah. at, for my UFC debut. And this guy had all the glitz and glam. It was like Rocky versus Drago. This guy was Drago. He had it all. And I was able to beat him by unanimous decision. And I looked at myself as this, this punk-ass kid from upstate New York. And I had just beat a UFC fighter, like a real UFC fighter, yeah. at my first right. fight. He was 5-0 and, oh and when he him. Uh, yep. And so that that made me realize, whoa, like I just won a fight in the UFC. I'm a, officially a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. So that that like opened my eyes that little old me from bumfuck wherever could go do something really cool. And then the next big moment for me was beating Stefan Bonner. Stefan was the first famous person that I had ever competed against. Right. And so I had to deal with. I had been a competitor my whole life. You know, I started wrestling at 12, but for the first time I had to deal with competing against someone that everyone had heard of. And so that's the first time I had to get comfortable with, oh, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Like, <laughs> did you not watch his fight with Forrest Griffin? Yeah. Like, this is one of the most exciting, the American psycho. <laughs> Who the fuck is this John Jones kid anyways? He's going to get his ass kicked. And so mentally I had to teach myself that I could do things above the norm that I had grew up around. I had to I had to show myself that preparing for Stefan Bonner, I got into the law of attraction and, 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 you know, just 
focusing on confidence and the power of the mind and how we need to give ourselves the best chances mentally before walking into any situation. And so Stefan Bonner beating Stefan made me realize, okay, not only can I beat a UFC fighter, but I can beat a famous person. Like I could beat a famous guy. And then the next career defining moment for me was, um, I remember when I got my hand raised at the Stephen Bonner fight, I, when, when they raised my hand, I looked at the people in the audience. I said to myself, if I can beat him, I think I can beat any of them. Like this is actually possible. Like I'm, I'm a piece, I'm a piece on the, on the, in the game. And why is my piece any less than anyone else's? Uh, so I, I elevated that night. And then Mauricio Shogun Hua was the third career defining moment for me. It was all at the beginning of this like mental growing up. I'm never letting this thing go. I'm never letting it go. I remember, uh, I remember being in the, in the cage. I was in the blue corner and um, I was waiting for Mauricio to come out. And his brother, Shogun Hua, not Shogun, uh, Ninja Hua. Yeah. Ninja Hua, he came out and he was holding the gold belt. He was holding it up. And he was just so amped for his brother. And I'm sitting there in the ring in the arena. I'm nervous as fuck. And, you know, I'm just like, man, this is, this is my moment. Like, this is my moment in life. And I looked up at the Jumbotron and I saw that gold belt. And, bro, it was, it was like as if... It was as it was as if I was like in some village and someone like like some poor village and someone like put like a fucking big old stake up in the air. I just remember thinking, oh, my goodness, this is my ticket. This is my ticket right here right. Uh, to change my life. And I thought to myself, dude, you guys just fucked up. You, you <laughs> do not put the fucking meat right in front of a fucking hungry lion who's never had fucking steak before. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they did by showing me that belt. And uh, I won that fight and um, dominated that fight. And I just, I remember thinking to myself, I'm never letting this shit go. There, there's a, um, there is a, oh, I don't want to misquote him. There's a track star. Um, he made a quote about, about going up in the, going up and like in the sky or something like that and and telling himself that he would never come back down he refused to come back down i think it was like a ash quote i'm not sure i have to get it to you guys but um i live the same way like being in that that high place yeah it, it's an option it's an option to like hang on to it or fuck it all up and just just come off the horse whether that's taking a loss or just giving up on your original goals and dreams and I made a I made a promise to myself that that um, because I can that I will and um, I'll always put my best foot forward to protect you know this great legacy that I have. I'm never coming back down. Yeah, and you haven't you've not, you sh you haven't even slowed down yet. Yeah, you went yeah. away class and took the belt right back. I mean, in, yeah, in what a no, I, I've had my bumps in the roads and stuff like that. You know, but even in those moments. Even in those moments, you have a choice of like, dude, am I going to get my shit together, get back on my fucking horse and like get back to it? Or am I going to go and be some some story of, of an athlete who fucked it all up? You know what I'm saying? So even in those moments, when you refuse to come back down, it's just like, bro, I'm going to figure out a way to uh, try to stay on that rise. You know, was it Sarah Moon? I'm feeling reckless, like I'm flying up in the sky and never coming back down.
No, no, it wasn't. But now you got me. <laughs> now, you got me wondering. <laughs> I was gonna say, while you look, was. while you look this up, dude, it's crazy you going over the the Guzmao fight and then Bonner because those were your first two UFC fights. And looking wow. at your page, like I'm familiar with your history, bro. Like I'm from New Mexico. Come on, give me. Yeah, a break. I was I was but, cracking up the other day. But what's when, uh... what's crazy? Hold on. What's fucking crazy is he goes. You know, he fought Guzmao decision. Bonner, which is the one that fucked with him, made him really go like, uh-oh, another another decision. And then right then when he beat Bonner and he was talking about all that, saying like that ignited a flame. Like, I beat the fuck out of anybody. Dude, the the Matt Hamill TKO. I'm, I'm calling it a TKO. I'm uh, yeah, bring it and up. then TKO, TKO, up. submission, TKO, submission. You started fucking people up after that, bro. And these are yeah. not... You know, Andre Guzmao's. These are Shogun, Ryan Bader, Matashenko, yeah. like Ve- Vera, bro. That was one of my favorites, bro. Vera Dang was it. talking all times of shit. I'm going to be heavyweight champ. You fucking broke his face. Yeah, that was crazy. You yeah. breaking that down. He, he kind of disappeared after that. Yeah. He kind of disappeared after that, huh? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's been a cool, it's been a cool journey, man. I, I love the resume. Uh, I've, I feel like I've been able to face the who's who. I never ran from anyone. I, I look back at it sometime, and I'm just like, wow. You know, I think a lot of it is is timing, man. I got into the sport at a great time, mm-hmm. at a great time. Um, you know, I got in there in my early 20s, and I got to face a lot of guys who were in their prime. You know, um, they're in their mid mid to early 30s. Um, but I just think it was just it was just a, a great time for me, and I, I'm really grateful for that. That's some that was kind of out of my control. That's why I feel like it's my destiny. I think my record uh, in the future is going to be really hard to beat, just because of the skill level of all the athletes. Like you're not you're not seeing yeah. another 15, 16 time world champion in the UFC. People are just too good. The competition is just too good. You know, if you look at guys like you know like a one of the best back in the day was like a Matt Hughes, right? He mm-hmm. could box. He had the jujitsu and the wrestling. He was one of the first versatile cage fighters. But if you look at him today, man, you could would he beat one of the top 10 guys, top five? It'd be hard for him. The game has changed. It's constantly elevating. So I'm grateful for my timing. Yeah, even look when um, Gracie or Hoist came back and fought Matt. Matt handled him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, Jesse Owens. That was the quote. Jesse Owens. Ah, that's a big. One. I decided I wasn't going to come down. I was going to fly. I was going to stay up in the air forever. Jesse Owens. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah. One. Okay, so I'll give you an example of when that that quote came to me mm-hmm. in the middle of a fight. I was um, I was fighting Dominic Reyes, and it was in round one. Um, he he hit me with like a spinning back kick to the face, and then he like he punched me in the stomach, and I hit the floor, and I, he it was a, technically a knockdown, and and uh, even the look that he had in his eyes, and and the way he talked to me before the fight, telling me he was a multi-sport athlete, and and uh, he wasn't afraid of me, and that he believed that it was his destiny to beat me, and all this type of stuff. <laughs> Um, I got in the fight with him, and he was giving me a true fucking run for my money. He's he was the only other person to do it to me outside of Gustafson. And I remember thinking to myself, "Fuck, you may have met your match, John." Uh, that's what like a voice said to me right in the middle of the cage. It was just like, "You may have met your match." And as clear as day, I saw a door. I saw a door in the octagon, 
And it was just like, hey, you've had a great career. You've done a lot of great things. This this kid, he wants it. He's he's hungry for it. John, it's okay. It's okay if you if you come up short in this one. Like, just don't let him knock you out. But you know, you can you can uh, you can just kind of skate through this one and let him have it. Let the kid have it, John. And then I thought about that that like flying and never coming down. This is a decision. It's a decision to give up on yourself. It's a fucking decision. And something just as clear as that other voice said, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that fuck JV baseball that. player. Huh? Fuck that yeah, JV fuck baseball player. JV baseball, soccer, fucking badminton. <laughs> what a hacky sack. Where the fuck? <laughs> uh, dude, I need I need John, right, John said it every morning and say get to fucking work, bro. I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. This came into your fucking head, and this then what? Crazy. It said it, something said to me, "Fuck that, fuck that." Not you, not today, not me, not now, Bubba. Yeah, and uh, I decided. I just made the decision, dude. Maybe you're gonna win this one, but you're gonna fucking have to fight me. You're gonna have to fight me. We got what 23 minutes left. Yeah, we're gonna have to fight. Yeah. And sure enough, one foot in front of the other, and uh, we ended up getting that hand raised. Fucking love it. Yeah. That's Fucking love yeah. it. There's just there's such a mentality. I don't give a fuck what it is. In fighting, it's very special. In business, it's something else. But like, there's something about somebody's mentality where you just go like, there's a light that switches, and it's on. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people have it, some people don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's coming from those shitty backgrounds, man. Just coming from shitty backgrounds. You you know what the other side of life yeah. is. Yeah. To try to escape it. You you just gotta keep moving forward. For all the people who never got to escape it, you know, you just gotta keep moving forward. They never said it was gonna be easy, but it's usually always worth it. Yeah. Usually is worth it. I've always said, like, as as cheesy as this fucking sounds. If it's easy, it's not worth it, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, fucking yeah. cheesy, dude. I can't think of anything cheesier to say. <laughs> if, if it's not fucking worth it, like, it's not. Yeah. I swear to God, it's not. Like, you don't yeah. want anything. E- if you get easy shit in life, like, let's get easy shit later in life after you already yeah. earned it and all that shit, right? Then it gets a little easier. But it really don't. It really don't anyway. I right, love the. Let's talk about challenge. this. Let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about uh, UFC two ninety three. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can I can I do can Australia. I grab back up beer and take a piss before we hit that? Yeah, go take your piss and <laughs> grab your beer. <laughs> hey, I, John, your yes, your fight against Chael Sonnen, uh, it, it just popped in my head. You like your toe like broke in thirds or something. How did that feel in the moment? Like, did you not realize it happened until between rounds until you're getting your hand raised? So in the moment, I didn't I didn't feel a damn thing. And I was so happy to get past Chael. Yeah. And uh, in the moment, I didn't feel a damn thing. I, I did a cartwheel after the fight. I was feeling feeling great. <laughs> Got to talk to Joe, Joe Rogan, which is always a little cherry on top of a good victory. Right. And, uh, man, I, I looked down, and I was like, bro, my, my foot is all fucked up. And immediately – the moment I looked at my toe is when the, yeah. the, the pain in the room started to spin a little bit. And I was just like, but then there's a certain comfort with the pain that you yeah. kind of have to have doing what we do. Yeah. yeah. Where you just like, you just kind of, just kind of suck it up and just like, all right, this is happening. Like yeah. John, don't pass out. You're in front of everybody. 
<laughs> so I, I you just kind of take that, a deep breath. Yeah, I, I remember that interview where it's, I, I believe Joe said, "Oh yeah, your toes broken." He like looked down and casually said, "Oh yeah, your toes sideways." And I remember that look. Joe did a good job, not making it a big deal. Right. It was, there was just that moment, like you were saying, when you realize, like, oh, well, that's, ow. <laughs> I immediately, I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, what is this? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> nah, hell no. Nah. Bro, I, uh, they put me on a ton of antibiotics after that. They were just like, John, you. You 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 got an injury on the foot. That canvas has so much bacteria on it. So they they overloaded me with antibiotics for a very long time, and yeah. then uh, I had to relearn how to how to move around on that foot. I, I would walk around uh, barefoot every once in a while, and then when I snag that toe just right, it yeah. sends the most excruciating sharp pain up my whole body. Dude, like literally would throw me to the floor. Um, and so now I have to keep it taped. I have to keep it taped or else, um, dude, it fucked my confidence up, up a lot. Hey, we're going to run through the 293 card. First right. one is, let's see here. Let's just start from the top. We got fucking Izzy and Strickland. What do you think, oh, You don't what start do from think, the top. John? You don't start from the top. That's nah, we're starting, we're starting from the fucking top. <laughs> Fuck. Right. No, hey, listen. Hey, hey, listen. Right, you don't on. tell bags. You don't tell bags what to fucking do, okay? Bro, I tell bags what to tell. do all the fucking time, bro. You should try it. <laughs> tell him to fuck <laughs> off. I love this guy. Got a good time. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen. Let's start. Let's start with Izzy and Sean. And and you just had your fucking. You just like made up with Izzy, right? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We uh saw him in Las Vegas and. uh I was having a drink, and he ended up trying to order a drink right next to me. I'm like, dude, that can't be a coincidence. But um, uh, I no. tell you a funny, I tell you a funny one, John. I tell Israel you a funny has one, John. Yeah. Me and Izzy ended up at the after hours in uh fucking Dallas after the fight, uh -huh. and it was just me and him. And he was over at the fucking dude. the The tables were like four feet apart. He had his fucking shirt off. He's ripping it. He's like partying with the boys, and they kept running over my table. And I, I wasn't happy with it. So what did I do? I ripped my fucking shirt off. <laughs> this fucking guy, bro. This I swear to God. Guy. I swear to God. Not knowing, not knowing, like, Izzy was Izzy, right? But yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. But it was a fucking fucked around and found so, okay, Izzy, I, so I have Izzy one in that fight. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, do you? <laughs> Split decision. Yeah. Hang, Split on, decision. hang on, the main fighter versus me at after hours. Which one? Uh, your ass for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All and right. Trickling in so, the same night. <laughs> all right, so look, we got Izzy, we got Duplessis. That was a, I mean, what'd you think about that? That was a, that shit that was, was a shit bro. Show, bro. I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk shit because me and Izzy have just become friends or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I, that was uncomfortable. As a right. black man, I was uncomfortable my damn self. That was true. just weird. True, true. I, think, All right. I don't, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So I just want to know this simple question. <laughs> simple question. All right. <laughs> Who is the best African fighter? Izzy, Duplessis, or Mike Perry? Oh God. Izzy Duplessis oh. or Mike Perry? Who's the best African yeah. fighter? <laughs> the, the, the real nigga himself, Mike Perry. <laughs> Mike Perry. I knew he would say Perry. I knew he would say Perry. I knew he would say Perry. 
yeah. I love how Hell Perry, yeah. he's like, he's like oblivious to all this too. It seems like he's like, what? Bro, like, he I ain't, he's genius. He ain't oblivious. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes... He, bro, he's just got that swagger. He gets away with certain things, bro. His, his, hey, I, I, I'm a big fan of Mike, dude. He's original. He's authentic. And that's all we can ask for. He's incapable of not being. Mike's a big John fan as well. But that yeah. shit was fucking funny. That and shit was fucking Oh, yeah. yeah. And he told all us right. that you told him the secret to fighting. And it's wrestling. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah Mike Terry told us that. the secret to fighting. It's like, man, I was. Did you know I, 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 so I introduced him like to, his, uh, to his wife? Yeah. No. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. He yeah. didn't tell us that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude. Me and Mike were at, she's not a stripper, but we were at a strip club, and she she walked in as one of the civilians, mm-hmm. and uh, looking mad cute. And honestly, I didn't even know her. I was just I just looked at them two, and Mike was out there in, in Albuquerque. He didn't know nobody or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, bro, all you gotta do is just say, just be friendly, you know, just you know, be yourself or whatever. So I just I saw him and his girl, and uh, I was like, sweetheart, I just grabbed her by the, her wrist, and I grabbed Mike by the hand, and I just put their hands together. Just like that. You said you're and welcome. I... John, I know yeah. you got to go. I'm going to ask Wait, you. Wait, hold on. Does that I'm mean gonna, La- Latori is New Mexican? Time. Is she from New Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, she's a Bokenia. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, we're killing uh-huh. it. We're killing Yo, it. Mike, Mike told me this shit. On my, <laughs> when Mike was on my boat, he told me, John introduced us to each other. They got fucking two kids together now. John is the most. Beautiful. John went from like this way to fucking chill. <laughs> Legit, like y'all think Mike Perry's fucking crazy now? Imagine how fucking crazy Mike Perry was before this. He, John Jones created boy. this new, this new era of Mike Perry where he's like a family man and kicking ass. I, t- I take no credit. No, you, you kind of have to, man. She cornered him, bro. You kind of have to. All right. You said, "All right, now kiss." All right, here we All go. Right, that's beautiful. Izzy and Strickland. What do you think, John? I got I got Izzy winning just because he's more versatile. I, I believe he does everything that Sean does, just just way more calculated. You know, Izzy could beat Strickland in a in a boxing match if if he had to. I just think he's more calculated, and I think his power is uh, a few steps above Strickland's as well. Yeah, I agree. Tua and uh, Volkov, bro, you guys want to be. You guys are gonna be really surprised, bro. I'm, I'm not even sure who half these guys are. Ty, yeah. Ty Tuivasa, Bam Bam. Oh, Bam oh, Ty Tuivasa and and uh, the Vol- really tall Vol- Russian, Vol- the really tall Russian, the tall. Oh, the ooh. one Derek Lewis knocked out. I got uh, I got Ty Tuivasa winning that one. Yeah, I think I think he got his feelings hurt in that serial game fight, and uh, I think uh, I've seen Volkov lose to a lot guys who are a lot shorter than him. He doesn't really use his length the way that he could. And I, I could see Ty too getting in his ass. Aggressive strikers right. usually. So, so honestly, I don't even really care about John's thoughts on the fucking card at this point. I want to hear John's <laughs> thoughts. Honestly, I want to hear John's thoughts on like who's who's the fucking guys that you want to see right now. Who's the guys that are up and coming? Whatever weight class, it don't fucking matter. Like, what are the guys that you want to see that that gets you fucking excited? Honestly, um, I may be a little cliche, but I'm I'm with. The majority of the community, I'm most excited about Shane uh, O'Malley, Sean O'Malley. Uh, yeah. I'm excited about him. I, I think he has the look. Uh, he reminds me a lot of McGregor. Um, you know, he's really raw and authentic. You know, he has that kind of rags the riches story that everyone appreciates, especially in this country. Um, I like him. 
I like him a lot, and I really want to see how far he can take it. He's young enough still uh, to really make those leaps and bounds in his game to be around for a long time. I mean, to, to beat up Aljamain like that, um, I always, I always put my money on the wrestler. Um, and O'Malley, O'Malley, he's looking like the total package. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on his, uh, I'm gonna be tuning into his pay per views for the next few years for sure. I want to see how far he take it. And then Tom Aspinall. I really want to, I think he has the potential to do something really special in the heavyweight division. Um, I think he's going to be hard for the majority of guys to beat. I really do believe that. Um, I think those two are the two that I'm most um, excited for their futures in, in the UFC, see where they're going to go. So I had hit, uh, I had hit, hit John. I'm like, yo, John, hang on, Matt. Hang on, Mac. I'd hit John. I'm like, yo, Volkanovsky's fighting fucking Islam, right? And I was like, what do you think? And, and John happened to be on his deal with his kids. And I was on my deal with my kids. And John was like, yo, like, honestly, fucking wrestlers always win. And, and what, what did, you know, same thing Mike Perry said. He's like, what did John teach me? Wrestlers win, right? But Volk fucking uh, showed up. Again, he did. Again, so he did. He showed up again. He the- showed his wisdom. Yeah. He showed his wisdom. Uh, Volkanovski was able to pull off some really clever uh, wrestling slash jujitsu tactics that that you don't really see uh, being pulled off against high wrestlers like Islam. Um, Volkanovski, he showed me how coachable he was. I guess he was hanging out with Craig Jones leading into that fight. Yeah. And you, you could tell. You could tell that he'd really been grappling. Non-wrestling cultures, they usually can't keep up with guys who are from a heavy wrestling background like that. But Volkanovski, he held his own. He really did. Um, you know, I he showed that the Aussies, that. the Aussies can grapple. I was, I was like, well, he's a, he's a New Zealander, isn't he? Or is he Australian? He's Australian. Volk's Australian. All right, John, yeah, give he, me like five or six guys that you fucking, you're like, yo, these guys are legit. Whether it's Bo Nickel wrestling or whether it's fucking oh, yeah. Mally with well, the hands. Not O'Malley, Tom Aspinall. Yeah, we got Tom. We got uh, Tom Aspinall. We got Sean O'Malley, Bo Nickel. Okay, fucking love him, dude. He's using what he knows and just fucking dominating. And then he knocked out that last dude with his hands. Girl, yeah. stop by, by the way, Bo was on last week, and he said he's gonna beat you the next time you guys wrestle. So ah, uh, he probably could, dude. Honestly, I'm not the best at anything. I'm I'm just really good at mixing it all together. He no, probably just, could yeah. be in a wrestling match. It's funny how uh, many times see. you talk about meeting somebody and they go, he shot a double on or a single on me right away. <laughs> we've seen it. You always testing people out. Yeah. That's wrestling shit. I tried that with Daniel Cormier when I first met him. Yep. We became I'm... enemies ever since. He just it didn't go over well. It's um, let's see here. So we got Bo Nichols. We got uh, Asmanal. We got, we, got, uh, we got O'Malley. You know, I've always been a fan of Wei Lee. Mm-hmm. I just Dude, like that she, you know, she just seems like a lone wolf, you know. She comes out here to this country all solo dolo and just like she represents herself. She's had to hear all types of jokes about her haircuts and all this weird shit. I, I, I support her. I like the I like the underdogs, the long rangers type shit. I like her. I like Wei Lily. Look at um, her grappling. Her grappling's gotten insane. She's so dedicated, bro. She's just so fucking disciplined. Um who else? Who else? Hmm. I can't really think of another fight. You know, I want to say it. I would love to see. He's not a young up and coming fighter, but I'd love to see McGregor come back. Yeah, he, he is all. He will always get my pay per view. 
But <laughs> you I, damn love right. what, I love what he did for the sport. I love the businessman that he is, the, the mindset, the, the marketability. I mean, he fast forwarded this whole game up uh, uh, at least 10 years, I feel. And um, and he's always going to have my support. He'll always get my pay-per-view by. I agree. So here, here's my next question before you go. And I know you, I know you got to go. But, like, what's what what's next for you, right? Like, you wa- you're watching now and Ganyu fighting fucking Tyson Fury for eight figures, right? Like, why is John Jones not fighting fucking Tyson Fury for eight figures, right? Or Or who does he fight next for eight figures? Like, it's not a fucking joke. It's like, it's like, that's a real fucking deal. These, you guys are now getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the eight figures too on the UFC. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They take, (laughs) they they take care of me. How about nine figures in fucking boxing? (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker, uh, this motherfucker wants to be like, oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's fine. Eight figures. Shut up, Abe. We're talking. (laughs) I, uh, man, I'm always happy for the guys, man. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I like Conor McGregor is because the progression of the sport, what he was able to do for us. And I'm, I'm proud of Francis Nagano as well. Um, the sport's been good to me. It's been really good to me. I'm able to take care of my family and walk away in my thirties, which is, which is really awesome. Um, um, but I'm aware that these monumental fights, you know, especially the financial side of it, it opens doors for all the future guys. And so I know I sound really cliche with a lot of things I say, but I'm just, I'm happy that these grounds are being broke for everybody. And that's really what it's about. You know, I'm, I'm breaking some records in the octagon that people are going to have to try to break one day. And these guys are breaking records on the financial aspect. And, uh, but we just got to be happy for each other. We all have our time. Yeah. My man. We're doing this, dude. You need someone to come over. No, don't you fucking me Come and clean your garage and organize it, bro. I know he's coming right back. You need someone to come over and organize your garage for free. You're the guy? I'm the guy. And then I'll beat you at Madden. Oh, dude. I will stop. Stop. Oh. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, we did. Yeah, maybe. I will beat that ass. Hey, maybe. I'll get your Instagram. I'll get your Instagram after this maybe. interview. And if, if you're ever in town, man, I'll bring you over to the garage and we'll we'll fucking Born we'll and play. Race, baby, I'm here. Hi, right. John. Hey, appreciate you, homie. Always great. Appreciate to talk you, Josh. To you. Hey, Josh. Sincerely, man. Everybody at the Campi uh, family, man. It, it's been such a pleasure working with you guys. Just ultimate professionals. Super clean gear and. um it's just awesome, man. Great A, first class. Yeah. And I'm I'm really grateful to be a part of it. Appreciate you, yeah. brother. Go get him, champ. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, too. All right. What a pimp. I fucking love Jones, bro. Mike Perry. What's up? I was just saying I was going to neck this beer and try to impress you. I was going to impress Sam and Ice Bags, but then they said you were hopping on here. So I'm going to neck this, and I want you to give me a rating, one out of ten. How fast? And then I'm going to grab two more. We're going to get into, like, some conversation. Hold on. Let's see. Super weird to say neck, but yeah, let's go see. ahead. Continue. Let's see. Go ahead. I didn't come go up ahead. with the terminology, man. It's just part go of the ahead. Yo, ah, it's pretty fucking fast, bro. It's valid. It's pretty fast. It's valid. So, I have a fucking icy margarita, but I can't. Yeah, they're not as fun. To, yeah, not yeah. as fun. I'll just like say this. It's pretty fucking fast. Hey, first time I ever hung out with Mike was uh, he had just knocked uh, Luke's teeth out. Hey, hey, and he was walking around. I went over to a fucking, I swear to God, I went, I went to a fucking, um, it was like a Holiday Inn Express, right? And so I walk over there. And it was then, an A-Law. 
It was a loft. All right, there you go. It was a fucking a loft, right? And so uh-huh. I walk over there, and uh, my boy's like, "Yo, this is Mike Perry." And Mike, my hey, Mike's got a fucking bottle of uh, Classe Azul. He got a bottle of Classe Azul. He's holding it, and I'm like, "All right, cool." I'm like, "I love Classe Azul. It's like my shit." I was like, "Let me get a drink." And then they were like, "He was like, eh, like I don't fucking know you. Like I'll fucking <laughs> hey." Hey, look, he's like, I'll fucking pour it in the top. I'll pour it in the top and let you drink out of it. And I'm like, okay. Like, all right. So I'm going, like, fucking sucking this thing out of the fucking top. That's how, I'm at <laughs> That's how they make the bottle. That's yeah, how they I'm do. Mike. I, for the longest time, I thought that fucking thing, every time someone pulled out uh, all this A, whatever the fuck, I was like, bro, we smoking hookah? That's how I met Mike. Yeah, I thought it was hookah. <laughs> Josh is ripped, dude. Dude, he's ripped. You can tell. Stop, I seen bro. him lean in. I seen <laughs> Mike lean in and go, "Wait, hold on." He was he was literally gauging your reaction time, bro. He was he's like, "Whoa, ripped, bro, bro, he's faded." All right, you guys take care of Josh. I'm gonna grab two more beers. Be right back. Getting ripped tonight. Uh, hey, we're just talking about you with John Jones. Yeah, yeah, I fucking didn't get to come you on. Didn't and tell us. You didn't tell us he introduced you to your wife. Yeah, um, I told you. Know, I mean, I've told I heard that, that story part. a couple times. Yeah, I've never I, heard, I that haven't heard it before. I had to come back and say that. That's Did crazy. he say that? He, yes. yeah, he told the story. Yeah, he, he said he's a little uh, he, Cupid. It's he's gonna change his yeah, name. Yeah, I, I want to ask him some questions about that. Yeah, well, I keep trying to walk off to grab two more beers, but dude, this story is very important well, to me. What question do you want to ask him? <laughs> not, not in public. Nah, you don't. You don't <laughs> want to ask him that. But like, nah, I, I, so I, I already knew this. So I already knew this because Mike told me before fucking John said it that that okay. was the shit. But I didn't say shit about it. But then John was like, "Oh yeah, I met him. I met him, and uh, I fucking introduced him to Latori." I I invited him to the wedding. We had we got married on seven twenty three in Vegas, and I invited. I know I invited you too, but I yeah. invited John because he was in Vegas. I was like, "Yo, if you want to stop by, come through, bro." But we had a really like family intimate wedding. It was cool. That's cool. I, I had no idea Latori was a uh, New Mexican. She's I look at not. it as another. Well, where's she from? Well, first of all. She's a Mexican American, and she's from Amarillo, Texas. But she oh, went okay. to college in in uh, New Mexico. U and M. Yeah. All right. Word. I still thought that was crazy, man. I've never heard that, and I got my ear to the streets on this shit. That shit. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's fucking dope. I didn't know that. All right. I'm really grabbing two beers now. Sorry, guys. All right. So he's going. Hey. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to grab a fucking beer. All right. So I got to hear this shit. Look, Logan was going to fight fucking Dylan Dennis, and Dylan made fun of fucking Logan's wife for fucking three weeks and made all the fun and fucking... And Logan didn't care at all. Logan what? didn't give a fuck. Logan yeah, didn't care fucking, about that. Yeah, he killed it. But then, eventually, Logan probably gets sick of it, right? I don't know. He, he seemed like he didn't give a fuck about that. Really? That's wild. Look, he's in tune with the internet. 
People have yeah. been saying the worst things about him since he can remember. Yeah. So he's not going to base his life decisions off of what somebody on the internet has to say. He knows his girl in a different way. You know, that's that's between them. That's personal. And like, I don't I don't play those boundaries because I don't give a fuck about all that shit. I show up and I fight and stuff, so that's, you know, that's what it's about. But they're playing head games with each other. Logan's not really buying into his head games. I don't think Dylan's really buying into Logan's, but they're like, you know, put. I don't know. He's tweeting like he's upset that he's not getting the face off and they kicked him out or whatever. John Fury's throwing tables. Dude's a legend, bro. <laughs> I was standing off to the side like I'm not even going to get a fuck on stage. Maybe I should go up there and throw the tables off the stage. And But I was like, I'm not a fucking clown to be here. I, like, I'm here to be a real fighter and professional. So, you know, that's what I did. Yeah, right. it's pretty cool. When you got the call to be the backup, because now you've backed up for, uh, for Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Uh, well, the just... Jake Paul one wasn't real. He just liked oh. to use my name and he never paid me nothing. Oh. Logan hasn't paid me yet either. So if these motherfuckers keep using my name and don't pay me, someone's yeah. gonna get punched in their face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well, that, that sucks on that. That sucks on that part. You are, I mean, you're a scary backup. You are a scary Man, backup. You're I the wanted, you're you're a terrible backup in the way that Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna play the fucking you know eighth ranked team. I'm gonna play the number one contender. Like, bro, no, it's a terrible fucking. <laughs> Mike Perry takes that shit out. Well, maybe he wants to test himself or something. I don't know. Me versus Jake Paul is a good fight. That like you know he's got experience against guys like Silva, T. Woodley. That would actually be a good fight. Logan. I mean, he fought Little Floyd, and like that's it. Like. Oh, and he lost yeah. to KSI. So, you know, it's kind of weird to be like, yeah, I'm fighting him. But, like, I'll do my job if I have to fight him in a couple of weeks. We were trying to make the Darren Till fight. Yeah. 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 So, so Darren, Darren Till said thank Logan's you to Dave. Not, you Logan's not ready for what I would do. Nah. No. Not nah. even close. Logan don't want that. Logan, Logan needs Dylan Dennis to come fight him. Because Dylan don't have no fucking hands. Dylan but, he don't. Dude, he don't. Did you, did you guys fucking, see his last Bellator fight? He like ate yeah, two jabs and was like, "Oh dude, shit!" When? When? What year? Yeah, that what was year? that was like 2018. Yeah, what <laughs> fucking year was that? I'll no, look it like up right now. I got. You. I got it. It's, yeah. And he's pulled out of every fight since. That's why I don't get oh, when they yeah. even announced this. Sam, is Sam frozen, or does he just look yeah. like? Him? No, no, that's oh, just oh. what he is. He's jizzing. He's jizzing <laughs> right <laughs> now. He's stuck. Oh, give me a second, guys. That's what he does. He's just nutting right now. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. That's what he does. Yeah, you he just in, smiles in, while he nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't signed up for my Only Sam's page yet? Oh, it's Only Sam's. Only Sam's? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Oh, fuck. Okay, Dylan Dennis's last fight was... Uh, okay, he lost to Gordon Ryan. You can't really hate on that. He lost to Jake yeah, Shields. When? when? I'm looking at his actual Bellator. So, yeah, was I right? When? Man, was the right. other day I was grabbing with my wife, and I was like, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like 
because my wife's like 95 pounds and I was just laying, rolling on the ground with her, trying not to hurt her. <laughs> and I was like, this reminds me of how Gordon Ryan was treating me. Yeah. <laughs> when I fucking yeah. grappled with him, dude. He was laying on top of me and I'm like fucking trying to 100%. get off me and he's just like... 100%. Wasn't oh, even trying. I, wa- I watched a fucking... I watched a fucking video... Where the uh, the bouncer at the nightclub actually like choked out Dylan, Dylan Dennis up. Well, he was about as shit faced as you are right now. And choked him out. Yeah, he choked him out. It was like a fat cop. And he fucking choked him. And Dylan was like, Dylan was like, (laughs) like, (laughs) and then he got fucking choked out, dude. After a minute. I mean, who's gonna fucking fight back against the cops, though? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fucking security guard, dude. It was a fucking nightclub security guard. Yeah, I'm getting out of there. I was telling <laughs> a story about. I think I told a story recently on. It was. Oh no, I I don't know if I told it, but on Halloween when I dressed up like the devil, me and my wife were like dressed up as demons. We went out that night, and we were arguing in the club. She was pissing me off, and the security guard kept coming over to me because I was like. Fucking yelling her face. I'm like, what, bro? Like, you have to yell to even talk in here, right? So he gets pissed at me, and he comes over to take me out, and he starts taking me out. I was like, let me get my drink, and he, like, grabs me like this. And he was a bigger dude, and I just, I fought it a little bit, and I hip-tossed his big ass. And when, <laughs> when I was getting up from the ground, another one comes over and stomps my fucking hands on the ground. Like, he stepped on my fingers. And fucked my fingers up so bad. And I got up and I was like, ah! And like, I was like, <laughs> I was like waiting to see if they were going to hit me and shit. Because if I got punched, I would have started throwing some punches. But they weren't. They were just pushing me. So I was like trying to grab shit. And I was like pulling like the bar. And when they put, like these dudes are 250 pounds. And they're just like pushing, pushing like offensive linemen. And they're yeah. just getting me like five feet at a time. I'm fucking flying out the door and I grab, I missed the doorway. So then I grabbed this desk at the front and I like pulled the desk all the way out the front. They pushed me. And then I let go of the desk and they had me outside with like one shoe. I was like, bro, get my stuff, bro. And the guys were so mad because I hip tossed that one dude. Yeah. They were cussing me out. I was like, what's up, bro? Throw, throw, the, fair, throw the fair one on one, bro. And I was yeah. like, I gave him props. I was like, y'all got me out, though. I wanted to fight it a little bit. I wanted to try. But there was nothing I could do. The, the body weight was too crazy. With, with MMA night. blowing up the way it is, man, maybe maybe there's, like, a job opening for, like, matchmaker for security from now on. Like, I would be perfect for this. So we're sitting there, and they're like, all right, that guy over there looks like he's starting a problem. I'll be like, no, that guy over there. Don't send these guys. We need to send specialists over there. That's a UFC fighter. Like something like, bro, there needs to be some, I don't know. I mean, that's still Dennis. Dudes who are security, man, they're big and they're from the hood and they got an attitude and they don't give a fuck who you are. Mm -hmm. Like Floyd, like Mayweather's Mayweather squad. They're all like six foot seven linemen type dudes. You can tell yeah. never really thrown a punch in their life, but it's like they're too big to really do shit. Yeah, say, the security have- that was on stage in London. Yeah. They were throwing cake and throwing microphones and water, and the security's getting hit with this shit, and they don't care. They're just, they think it's all funny. 
<laughs> but like they won't. So like in Russia, right at the face-offs, these dudes do the face-offs, and then they'll like somebody will hit somebody, and they'll the knock guy each other who's out. Standing in between them, just kind of backs up right. and lets them fight at the face-off. And like at the Logan Paul shit, KSI, you know, the security is just nobody's getting close. You know, let them fucking do something if they want yeah. to act like they're going to do something. They're not yeah, going to do nothing. Is that why you have zero, like, when you when you go and square off, like, if Logan was to touch you, like, what do you well, do? He did, right? Because when I went like this and I started hitting on his chest. Yeah, but not like KSI and uh Slap my arms. Yeah. I didn't even feel it, though. Yeah. So you're just not really threatened. You're like, okay, word. No, I'm not fucking, threatened if, at all. I'm not surprised to hear that. But so yeah, you're like, dude, if so you guys like, want me to off, I faced mm -hmm. off Michael Seals and I like grabbed his ass up. And he didn't know what to do when I grabbed him because he's a boxer. So he just kind of got stuck there. And I just held on and like uh Rampage Jackson and um Let's go, champ. He was they were like, Oh, come on, come on, come on. They were breaking it up. That was funny. Yeah. You got something, Sam? I got something funny I want to bring up. Yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, the only guy I, in all my fights, the only guy that ever touched me in the weigh-ins was a Cesar Fiara Mutante. He put his arm on my And you and knocked him out knocked after him out not throwing a strike for like two back. rounds. And it's one of my favorite KOs ever. They're like, what's Sam doing? What's he yep. doing? He needs to throw. And then, boom, knocked him out. And I was like, ball, USA. Ball, two points thrown, yep. How many UFC yeah. fights you got, Sam? Uh, 25. 25 fights in the UFC. Fuck yeah. So, oh, uh, how many years? I was there for eight years. Some, yeah. Eight? No, I have. I hold the record for most fights in a year. Um, and then COVID hit and everything slowed down. But yeah, I was I was cruising. Uh, if you guys don't mind, this is a perfect foray into eight years. Next Wait, minute. you said eight years? Eight that years, sounds, just sort of. That sounds so low. Oh, dude, that's a lot of fights in eight years. I, 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 have, I have fifteen in. Five years, okay. Which was, which was kind of more than most guys that are yeah. in there now. Yeah, but yeah. Him, ten more in only in three years. Just, fuck, dude, you were in there for eight though. I I was kicking ass at the beginning. It was uh, and they weren't open. paying you shit either. Uh, that not not until. <laughs> Shoot, I, I got a lot of contracts with UFC. I think I, I don't know though, because you were there when they actually did like the the Fertitas took care of people. Yeah, I started low. I think it was my first fight was eight and eight. I believe it's twelve and twelve now. If you're starting in the UFC, but uh, I got up there. I mean, the, the, my second con I remember my second contract. Uh, I lost my first, but I won my next two. They offered me the second contract, and it was starting at like thirty and thirty. Like, oh my god. This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never made any money fighting before. And that second contract came, and I was just you know, dumbstruck. Wonder Boy made like 30 the two times that he fought T. Woodley. Oh, that really? Like, could you so, imagine that? Wow. And it to lose by draw in the first one. And, and you heard the about the 30. lawsuit. There's like 1,200 signed athletes that, are, that mm -hmm. have an open lawsuit with the UFC they're the antitrust for saying that they use these un like uh, these um, tactics to you know monopolize the game and like 
shut down other promotions so fighters had no options and nowhere to go and so they could be underpaid and there was nothing mm-hmm. they could do about it. Mm-hmm. It's tr- It's moving along a lot now. It's getting like greasy now. I feel like nothing's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, is that how got- unions get built? Is that how a union starts? I don't fucking know, but I've just watched th- this shit because I think we've even talked about this, Mike, like the whole the whole pay thing. You know, and like how you're happy now and whatever you're chasing your bags and stuff and like what other people do. I mean, I guess like the whole idea is this antitrust lawsuit going against like you just you just said. I mean, it's they're yeah. they're making like they're implementing all act type stuff like managers are, are going to get looked at all this stuff. All this stuff's been opened up now. It's going to be interesting to see. See, people think that the Logan Paul fight is the bag. But really, you know, who opened the bag was BKFC. BKFC really, really, really opened the bag for me and um, for my fights. And the Logan Paul fight, like Abe calls me and he's like, I got bad news. I got good news. He's like, you know, possibly the backup fighter for Logan Paul. If you don't end up fighting, you get the 50K. But they're trying to get me on the card to make this half a mil. And he's like, that's the bad news is that it's only half a mil. I'm like, well, that's pretty good bad news then. You know, yeah, that not, ain't bad. That ain't I was bad, like, Logan bad Paul, news. I was like, I'll fucking, I already fought Jake for free. I sparred him that ain't bad, bad for news. free. He tried to pay me. I was like, don't you worry about yeah. it. And then, Fuck. yeah, he you know, so he was like, oh, it's only yeah, going to be wouldn't... half a million to fight Logan. But, you know, Nate Diaz made fucking 20 million to fight Jake last time. Oh, yo, I want to hear this. What do you think about his, how he did, like, dude. Nate is not the better striker out of the two Diaz brothers. He never has been. It was a cherry-picked fight. Like, he's a huge name, and you could base it off like, oh, well, he dropped Connor on the feet. You know, he hurt Leon on the feet, all this shit. How would you rate his performance? I mean, it was about what I thought he would do against Jake. Against Jake? Yeah. Nate versus Jake. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It's kind of what we expected. But but with the the size that seemed – Jake seemed to have, and the aggression, and like he was walking him down, putting him in corners. Mm-hmm. His attacking ability was uh, Jake's attacking ability was garbage, because he didn't let off any like head body head combinations that really fucking froze Agreed. Nate. He just Agreed. he kind of caught him off balance that one time with the check hook and made him fall to the ropes. But Agreed. I mean. No, hey, no, no way anybody fights fucking Mike. If if fucking Lu, if fucking Logan fights in Mike, boxing, nah, no, 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 not a I chance. think there's a fucking if chance because I think there's Mike. a huge chance Dylan doesn't show up. Now, is it a good idea? Nah, Fuck Dylan, no. Dylan will it not cost fight. Dylan a hundred grand to not show up. But did they really put that, that in the contract? He's finally? making money in off of tweets and his posts on Instagram and his he's shit talk, so he doesn't care. Mike, he's not making Mike. shit. Mike, will Dylan show up to fight? No. I think so. Really? Why wouldn't he? It's because he never has. Because he everybody I've that's... talked to says no way Dylan fucking fucking, fucking shows up. I think that's he's walked himself into a way saying. he needs to. He and has to just, this time. Just because everyone is saying that, I'm like, Dylan, bro, you gotta show up. And that's a missed paycheck for me, but they're trying to get a fight on the card. We want to get a real fight on the card. Me and Darren Till, man. We're trying yeah. to get that shit going. Yeah. That shit will take over the card. Yeah. And oh, it's it's fucking it. Mike and Darren. 
and Dylan, and Dylan has to back up all this shit talk on the internet. Has he to. Has to. Has to or he has to fucking touch and walk, bro. Because oh, you, so you, can't, you can't do all that shit and then not show up. I mean, as a homie, though, it's like, is he trying to help him out? Like, like, cause, you know, he was like, oh, you're mad. Uh, you Logan think? was like, oh, you're mad that my brother hooked up with your ex. And then he's like, yeah, but I got rid of her and you're going to marry me. You know, this is what I was trying to but, tell them earlier, bro. There's a backstory to this. Like, Dylan didn't just show up here doing that as his only card. Like, this has happened before. That was the part of the story I had forgot, what he just said. He didn't like, roast KSI like this when they were yeah. supposed to fight. So Dylan's firing back with the same ammo, essentially. Oh, right. yeah. It's changing a little bit in my eyes. I mean, I don't think – I still don't think you pick on a girl. You don't pick on a wife. But if Logan started it, it's I'm a I little, mean, if we're talking, you remember, I forget this fighter's name, this Spanish fighter. He smoked cigarettes, blow smoke in Shane Mosley's face. He like smacked his wife on the butt like that. Like, really, they had heated interactions on stage, bro. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Ricardo uh, Mayorga. Yes, Mayorga. Dude's insane, bro. He's nuts. Hey, bro, he got his ass that's a different though. level than Mosley, did, did is, bro. I'll blow smoke your face and slap or slap her ass. Mosley beat his ass, but like you know, yeah. me, I bring my girl to the fights in the corner. You know what I mean? She's yep. there at face-offs, at weigh-ins, and she's on stage and she's in the ring in the corner, but she don't say shit, and she ain't got you know OnlyFans, so she ain't out here to be fucking picked on, but. He's also photoshopping pictures of himself with her. It's it's and now gotten past the yeah. We're like if someone did that to me, I'm like fighting them at the fucking press conference. Yep. So okay, damn, bro. There's like a lot of shit to talk about. I can't believe you're all. I can believe you've become one of these people. You're now all ingrained with all this stuff now. Like you are like what MMA fans clamor for. Like, when they send Nate Diaz out there to box Jake, and all of us are like, dude, he's not a good boxer. He's a grappler. Yeah. Now yeah, you he's up, got the now, fucking fans that buy his exactly. pay-per-views. Oh, got, I get it. I get that part. But then... But I when, got fans. I know you do. That's why I'm saying, please, for the love of God, like, after the last oh. Jake Paul fight, I said, like, what I cannot stand is not that Jake Paul is succeeding. It's that the fans that don't realize... Like the MMA fighters he's beating are either out of you know. But look though, he's far. he's what five and one now, six mm-hmm. and one as a pro box or as a boxer. So these guys don't have these super difficult fights until they're twenty and up. Mm-hmm. So their fights really do kind of match up. And, yeah, and the fact that, that he beat Silva and T Woodley, you gotta give him his props. And he I, I give him. I give him props. He mm-hmm. had a good fight with Tommy Fury, who is a real boxer, who is what nine and zero, eight and zero, nine and zero, something like that. Yeah. Fury family. Yeah, no, I I get the boxers box at their own level, and he's only boxing people about his level. But people at his level don't claim they're the next Muhammad Ali. They don't yeah. go out and claim they're the greatest it's ever been, like Jake does. It's like golf, golf, uh, boxing at that stage. Like if you're talking, somebody Floyd Mayweather is grooming. He's coming up, and he's not having to say much. He's saying little as possible on the mic. Like, everyone wants to get these type of guys who 
who are set to be the next big thing in a couple of years, they try to get them to say shit that's going to get them in trouble. And these guys are groomed to just kind of be like, yep, nope, I don't think so. I don't worry about that. They don't, you know, they don't even have to say much, but that's why that's where, you know, someone like me is a little different because I've built a fan base off of fucking opening my mouth, fucking making mistakes, saying dumb shit. And now that, you know, they said I had CTE when I started fighting and the more I get hit, the smarter I get. So (laughs) make that a fucking picture. Wait, fuck. I had a great question. And I just lost it because that quote. I know I'm movie. rambling. No, that was I'm no, that was gangster. <laughs> that was good. Hey, uh, Mike, I had that. I wanted Josh to ask you. Sweating over there, taking them oh, shots, dude. dude. He's <laughs> fucking struggling. Look at him, bro. He needs a life raft. <laughs> he's uh, he's over here like. Yeah. He's, he's going under my, the water. He needs my sunglasses, bro. Mike, I, hey, I, I'm fighting with karate combat here. Oh, He's making bro. cake. You say hi to the boys. Hi, hey, okay. what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, boys? Yeah, you cooking me a cake? Hi, buddy. He's such a sweetie, man. He's is that like, Ocean? Yes, this is Ocean. What's up, player? <laughs> you worried about what you can get in trouble with him? Is he going to be like you? They always tell me. If you are, I don't have a girlfriend, man. I, I don't have. He's not gonna be like me. He's much no. different than I am. He's he's you know he's a little crazy little two year old kid who screams and he likes you know a gr- he'll just stand there and he'll be flexing. He'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the closest thing he does to me. Other than that, he's a so sweet- he's at the he's at the face off stage. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not gonna be a fighter, man. I think about that thing with Mike Tyson all the time when he was talking to Joe Rogan, saying how his son wants to be a boxer, and he was like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude! You go to private school. You yeah. bro, he was like, actually, you not a yeah. fighter. Why, yeah, why the fuck do you want him to be a boxer? Honestly, why the no, fuck do you I want my him? son? Um, I gotta get people to teach him. I'm gonna get him into programming, man. I talked to when I went to Jordan. I talked to these people in the royal family, and they got these these upstanding kids, you know, these kids, man, they were all dressed very nice, and they all go to colleges, different colleges in America, and they go back to Jordan, and um, they speak all these languages, they're smart kids. One of them was like, I'm in, I'm in, uh, what his major is, is like, you know, AI, the future, you know, yep. so... Like, he's going to be successful. I want to put my son into programming so he can learn some programming. And I think that's going to be the big thing for him. He loves his iPad. No, that's smart as fuck. I mean, like, me and my best friend were the shittiest kids from my school. And he now makes over 100K a year because he went, like, in his mid-20s to learn coding and stuff. That is definitely the future, and you're on the right track with that. I'm curious, though. So if he comes up to you and says, "Well, I want to be like you. I want to be a, you know, I'm gonna fight." What do you tell him? I'm gonna fucking punch him in his face right then. <laughs> See, that's what it's like. Change he my don't... mind. I'm gonna hit him in his stomach and tr- take the wind away from his dad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you want to fight, huh? Come on, come and fight. Thank he you. doesn't. 
I put in this boxer ring all the time. Yo, Mac, Mac, you gotta understand. Hey, we came to my house mm-hmm. and uh and fucking Mike came over and he was like looking at all my boys and he, he hey he looked at him right in the face and he goes, Hey, and they're like, What's up? And he's like, I will fuck your shit up. And, like, hey. and he became their uncle like Mac. that. Mac. And they're like, yo, like, no big deal, whatever, you know, no big deal. And, and hey, and he was like, no, I will seriously fuck your shit up. And they're like, all right, well. Dad, help us out. I'd look at him and be like, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely would. He definitely would. For He'll sure. fuck my my ass up. So don't say nothing. He definitely him. would. And everybody was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, we're no, trying dude. to chill. No, trying dude, to kids, chill for no, a minute. no. Kids these days need a little bit of fucking fuck. No, no, no. This is my fucking friends. This is my fucking friends and their wives. I don't give a fuck. Mike Perry showing yeah. up and telling all my friends and all their kids, "Shut up." No, you don't what I said was because Josh yelled at me. Because I was a little too drunk because he'd been giving me fucking liquor all day long on the uh, boat and then at his house. So I'm ahead. drinking and drinking and drinking. Go I'm ahead. getting drunk and rowdy. He's like, sit down. And I was like, I look at him. I was like, like, we just met. You know, I hadn't had a yeah. chance to know Josh yet. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, this is your fucking house. I respect fucking boundaries. I'm being a little drunk right now. I sat down. Uh, and I look at Abe and I look across the table and I'm like, I just want you all to know I will fuck up everybody in this house. I want that to be said. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to. But I just, want, tell me I just want everyone to know. Like child, then I just wanted to say that. Alright, Matt. Yeah. Matt, that's what happened. I believe it. No, I hundred percent believe it. And dude, if that's that was my Thanksgiving, my, hey, that was my Thanksgiving my fucking table. Hell. That's what happened in my I, house. I, I, dude, yeah, Mike Perry said that at a Thanksgiving table and says, "Look, if there's no respect at this table, I'll beat everyone's ass at this entire table." I go like, "That's gospel, baby. That's the prayer. Dig in." Yeah, that's what. Hey, we were, that's what we were eating house. A six Wagyu. I had never even heard of that. Shit. Oh, Stop bro, it. you're one of those bougie ass. Oh, I need all the fucking. You overpay for meat, dog. No, hey, fuck that, that dude. I love Wagyu. Wagyu is it's good, but I eat a five hey. all the time. I pay thirty seven dollars hey. an ounce. Hey, oh, my, boy, hey. my boy, my boy came over tonight too. My boy came over tonight too at the at the fucking bar, and he goes, yo. He's like, you remember when uh, Mike came over? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, fuck Mike. He's like, uh, I'm at, hey. He said he he's beat like, my kid's hey. ass. Yeah, 100%. He's like, fuck Mike. He's like, imagine if he wanted to fucking fight everybody at the same time because he fucking wanted to. He's like, let him fucking fight everybody at the same fucking time. Yeah, okay. Dude, straight up. Straight <laughs> up. You know what you do when multiple people try to fight you? What? You fucking knock one of them the fuck out. Yeah. And then the then rest of them kind of go, oh, they get shit. The, yeah, the, but the, you got to understand, dude. All my homies were like, yo, if he wants to fucking fight everybody at the same fucking time, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's I, I would have loved to get that for some content. I would have just sat there and been like, all right, who's first? Because I'm going to record this. <laughs> Two on one five. <laughs> Six on one is next to impossible. I, I like your idea. The biggest one out first. And then yeah, dare everyone else to come. Oh, if you can detonate one real quick, the other ones start thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta get. I saw that video of Sean uh, Strickland. Oh, yeah. 
doing two on one boxing. Oh yeah, years I ago try uh, that. We, we trained together at a Team Quest and my amateur team, Sean Hale. <laughs> Mike's mad. Mike's yeah. mad about uh, Mike's mad about the whole fucking thing. And my boy, <laughs> my boy was just like, "Yo, he's like, what the fuck?" He's like, "He's like, why is this guy acting all crazy?" He's like, "If he wants to fucking fight everybody at the same time, let's go." I, dude. You need someone like me around for that type of shit. Just like the security thing we were talking about earlier. Someone to be like, no, you got to understand. That's Mike Perry. You got to accept it. Just the way it is. Who's going to tell him no? And also, ice bags, the more you drink, the more you sink into your couch. Like your pillows yeah, are rising. Eyes are sinking. <laughs> like about, he, I got to pour me another drink and go spend some time with the family, guys. I've been gone for a couple of days, so let's, let's wrap it up for me. Mike, I, you're the fucking I, man, I, um, dude. Appreciate you. Give me, give me in three words. I mean, I don't three words. Who would be the easiest? Logan Paul, Dylan, or Jake? If you if you were to box any of them, who do you think you'd take out the fastest, easiest? Dylan. Yep. Yep. Dylan. Who said that? Who fucking said? Oh, yeah, Sam. Yeah, uh, I mean, in boxing. Yeah, Dylan, let's go. And we're not talking shit, man. I, I'm, I'm fans. Well, he's never. I saw him box. I saw a video of him boxing Alex Pereira. Oh, he's capping. I've taken. No, kicks I saw a video. Oh, get the too. fuck out of here! I'll, I'll box fucking Logan right now. I'll Pereira. box Logan right now. I, I know the video Mike's talking about. And it did look like Pereira might not have been trying. Mm -mm. I yeah, think. I don't think he was. I'll I don't box think Logan was. right now. We're talking about Dylan Delhole. We're talking about Delhole. Dylan falls first. I, I'm telling you, he's, he falls first. Yeah, yeah. we got to train up Josh so he can get a win in the ring, man. You can't. Yeah, yeah you damn right. You damn way. right. I mean, I, I'm over one. I need to get me one. I got an yeah. idea. Me versus Ice Bags. Right now. You know what sucks is right that now. I'm technically <laughs> still 0 and 1. I'm 0 and 1 as a pro boxer, but I what, because of Michael the triad Keith. fight. That triad fought, fight? They didn't count that. Like, it doesn't count on my record. That was such dog shit, dude. That was such... I'll never That was a real fucking fight, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that triangle the triangle cage. Didn't they, they the didn't pay anybody for, out? The ultimate yeah, they didn't count real. the ultimate fighter? No, the ultimate fighter fights don't count. So what I do is I count the time I won and the one I lost. And then I don't count the one I lost, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's yeah, that's smart. Hey guys, I appreciate right. your time, man. All Always right, well. a pleasure talking with you boys. All right, G. Good to see you, right, man. The man, dude. Appreciate appreciate you. Soon, brother. Look, at, look at that clarity, boy. Look at that. Look at that. That motherfucker's ready to go. That's oh, a man. Tiffany and Cole VVS. Yo. Damn, boy. Yo, that motherfucker's hey, I'm ready to fucking go outside of Mike Perry. Mike Perry wants to fucking fight, but I'm ready to fucking go on his behalf right now. Let's go, bro. I'm gonna go take a shot for you, man. Y'all have a good Let's night. Go. Stay blessed. All right, have a good night, my friend. Peace, so we had John Jones on here. Pretty yeah, legendary yeah. moment. Let's go over the fight card ourselves because we didn't want to interrupt the goat. All right, Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. Who you got? Ice bags. Yeah. Me? I got no. fucking uh you know what? I got fucking Sean. You are contrarian. All right, Sam, what's up? Sean. Sean all day, baby. Sean's taking this. Sheer well, volume. It's your boy, though. It's your boy. Um, okay. I feel like we've seen enough weird shit lately when fighters like 
O'Malley was supposed to have no chance. All this stuff. I have a weird feeling. I think Izzy should beat him every every area, but I'll take Izzy. But Sean Strickland might shock the world. Tied to Avasa, Alexander Volkov. Who you got, Ice Bags? Uh, to Avasa. Yep. What about you, yeah, Sam? He, he home court advantage. Home court. Hey, that's a good point. Yeah, Volkov has really shown like um, I don't know. Get in there and bang with him. Get in there and bang with him. He can. He can struggle. Uh, I, mean, I will take. I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, I want. I want Tuivasa because I got him. Tuivasa is the shit. I want Tuivasa as well. I want to see. Though I, like uh, I want to see some shit in between. All right, Let's go, go ahead, on me. All right, Manel Cape and Felipe Dos Santos. I don't know if you guys would even know who that give is. Me, uh, give me some numbers. Uh, I don't have odds. They don't have odds right now. Um, but let me see if I can find one that. See, that's that's where you fucked up. Is because where I, I always give you the fucking odds. No, because you love just guy. taking underdogs. No, I'll take no, I'll take Manel like, Cape though. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Right. Who, who the fuck is is betting on this shit without the odds? All okay, right. so I'll, I'll be honest it? right here. That's it. Because if I name off any more of these, are very who casual. Who is it? No, you. You're casual as fuck. You don't even who, know. Who, who are you betting on? <laughs> we're, we're betting on Ty and Strickland just for the money. Ah, <laughs> That's what we do. All right, boys. You. There we go. I know. I'm saying for the odds, that's great. I don't know if I'd put it in the Bible, though. All right, boys. Another episode of Overdogs. Episode 5. Epic. We had, uh, you know, incredible. Demetrius Johnson on here. And then now we have John Jones. And then Mike Perry calls in to keep talking shit about Logan Paul. Well, he's not talking shit. He's just telling us how it is. Yes. We are really who said that? Watch your mouth. I'm doing an I'm doing an outro here, outro here, bro. So what I was saying was we're killing it, man. Overdogs, episode five. Mike Perry, while he's talking shit, Dylan Dennis, talking shit to Darren Till. We got them all on here, boys. Only more to come. John Jones, listen to what this guy has to say. We got into some stuff that he doesn't ever talk about. Blessed, and we're out. For Sam Alvey, Ice Bags, Mac Malley, catch you guys soon.